welcome to Motherhood from the Brain, a podcast guiding moms of preteen girls on how to navigate emotional challenges that are not addressed in school. We share real stories, expert advice, and brain-based methods for handling tough moments. Discover insights to create a deeper connection with your preteen and improve your motherhood journey. Let's tackle the uncharted territory of parenting together. Hosted by professional certified coach, Esther Babazi. Good morning, moms. Good afternoon. Good evening from wherever you're listening in from. Welcome to episode number five of the Motherhood and the Brain podcast. I just want to apologize. There is a storm here. It's been two days of the wildest winds I have experienced. I normally record by the window and because of the winds, I can't sit by the window. So I am hiding out in some place and the sound may not be so good, is not going to be so good today. Not that it is top notch usually, but today it's going to be extra not good. I just want to state a small disclaimer before I begin. I am not a psychiatrist or psychologist or any other licensed mental health worker. On this podcast, Motherhood and the Brain, I just share my experiences and what has helped me improve my emotional, physical, and mental well-being as a mother. Because I know there are many mothers out there who are like me, who think that maybe something is wrong with them, maybe they need medication, maybe, I don't know. They are stuck, they feel stuck, because that is where I was all those years ago. I used to feel stuck, I thought there was something wrong with me, I needed medication, why couldn't I get this whole quote-unquote motherhood thing right, parenting thing right. And when I figured it out, when I got help, I decided to help other moms. That is the main purpose of this podcast. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about how we sometimes or many times do not see things from our preteen's perspective. This, of course, depends on how you were brought up in the society you grew up in, in the home family you grew up in on the type of TV advertisement, anything that you consumed knowingly and unknowingly. This is how we learn these things. In my background, my home, my society, my environment where I grew up in, like children had no say. They were seen, but they were not heard. That was the norm. And I'm not here to blame anybody. I just state like my experiences. We were seen. But like your opinion didn't matter. Like nobody wanted to hear what you had to say. Our as children, our opinions meant that if you voiced your opinion, then you were being disrespectful. They called it talk back. Like all those things to try and subdue or suppress the child because like children are not quote unquote supposed to speak or say what they want to feel or whatever. So that is what we're going to address in this episode. As moms, we many times we find ourselves engrossed in our work, running our businesses, creating our art, and ensuring that our families are well supported. And as we are doing all this, it is very easy to overlook the perspective of our preteens. 
a perspective that might feel worlds apart from our own experience at their age. If you remember all those years, if you can go back in your head and try to remember when you were 11 or 10 or 9, 12, 13 even, even 14. Now imagine facing those challenges as a mother trying to connect with a generation that operates from a totally totally different wavelength the inevitable clash of experiences communication styles and beliefs can lead to misunderstandings that make it difficult to truly reach our children our preteens are undergoing significant physical and psychological biological changes they are starting to transition into adolescence with a growing desire for independence and an increased need for privacy they may become hesitant to share their thoughts and how they feel this connect can be sometimes attributed to the ongoing development of their emotional regulation parts of the brain resulting in emotional outbursts and struggles in expressing themselves now let's talk about a common issue that many moms face taking their emotional their child's emotional regulation or non-regulation personally it's very important to understand that these emotional roller coasters are a part of the child's natural normal brain development and contrary to what we believe or what we have been told what our preteens need most during this time is a safe place a sanctuary where they can release these emotions without judgment let me repeat it is very important for us mothers to understand that these emotional outbursts that our children have are a natural physiological psychological part of their growing brain what our children need most during these moments is a safe place a sanctuary where they can release these emotions without judgment and this was a very hard pill for me to swallow it was like i don't know they say swallowing a biting a bullet it was very hard for me to comprehend given my upbringing because as a mother or as mothers our protective instincts kick in and we naturally want to like our kids our our children to follow our guidance as a way of shielding them from harm in order for us to provide the sanctuary or a safe place for them to have their emotional outbursts we need to be aware of what we are thinking and what do i mean by this if you are a new listener i kindly ask you to go back and listen to episode number 4 in episode number 4 i talk about how to start being aware of what you are thinking because as mothers everything our children do we take it to mean something about ourselves we take it to mean that it is a reflection of our parenting skills or lack of parenting skills so when your child has this i don't know outburst you make it mean something about you you make it mean you're failing you make it mean you're not worth enough mother like how can your ch- your child behave like this what are you doing wrong and when you are thinking that when you are in that kind of headspace where you blame yourself for your child's outbursts you were not able to see the things from a neutral space 
From this protective stance, we can clash with our preteens' growing desire for independence. Our communication breaks down when our instincts clash with their need for agency and free will and self-discovery. And the struggle intensifies as they navigate the world independently, prompting concerns about their safety and well-being. There is a delicate balance between expressing concern and appearing overbearing. Appearing overbearing can lead to conflicts. We sometimes become controlling without even realizing it, which might unintentionally stop our children from wanting to do things on their own. We unintentionally adopting an instructive tone when talking to our children. These early years, when they are transitioning into adolescence, is when our preteens start to form their own opinions around the world, is when they start to make sense of things around them. And this is what causes the clashing between us and them. Because we have been so used to telling them what to do, what not to do, how to behave, and they reach this stage and they are forming their own opinions, their own inborn ability to form opinions. They are starting to question things. They are starting to like upset the, the I don't know, the balance in our homes. If we have this, we have had this balance in our homes, they start to question what you tell them and that, that can be pretty upsetting. I found that very upsetting and I took it to mean things about me. I took it to mean, like I said earlier, I took it to mean that maybe I was not doing a very good job. And this is what I referred to in the beginning in my society, in the home where I grew up. This is what they meant by talk back and being disrespectful. But if you really think about it, do you want a child who is like some sort of pushover? Do you want a child who is like some form of robot who you will just tell anything and they will do it? Let's say you want a child like that. Can you imagine what kind of future you are setting them up for? Like people who are pushovers in this world, do you think they get anywhere? If all that matters to you is doing what other people want, like you never listen to your own needs, you never pay attention to what you want, you never pay attention to anything in your life, all you are preoccupied with is doing what other people want. This is what we unintentionally do. When we want our, our daughters to listen, and do, listen is in like quotes, when we want our daughters to listen and do as we ask, like without resistance, without them voicing their opinion on the matter, we are unintentionally setting them up for being pushovers. We are unintentionally setting them up for, for being, I don't know what people call a doormat what people call people pleasers. I think you, you see the word people pleasers everywhere now on social media. People are using that word very often, open, very often now. This is how people are set up to be people pleasers because they are not used to saying what they want. They are so used to doing what they have been told, even though deep down they know that they don't want to do whatever they are being told to do. But because that is what they know, they end up doing it and they don't feel good. And by the way, studies show that people pleasers are prone to 
neurological diseases to mental diseases and some physical diseases because there is they are always in constant conflict with what they want and doing what other people want they end up suppressing what they want and they end up doing what other people want them to do direct instructions may not always resonate well with them i think you have started to see that if you have not started to see that you'll soon well direct instructions potentially lead to conflicts as our children assert their own innate agency and we try to quote unquote push our opinions on them a conflict arises between their own asserting their own agency using their own innate agency and listening to us as their guardians or parents think about bedtime many moms want a specific bedtime for their children to get so that they can go to good rest so they can be able to pay attention in school but because our preteens are in the age of starting to push boundaries and assert their own free will they do not take bedtime lightly for them bedtime is a way of controlling them so how do you figure out something that serves both parties figuring this out involves a mix of frustration compromise and ongoing discussions to find a balance in my home we had a lot of dinner table battles dinner table disagreements i used to think that every child needed to be at the dinner table i think when i look back now now that i have done what we call this work now that i have done this work i think this kind of thinking came from where i grew up in my family when i was growing up we did not have much but dinner time was the highlight of the day so when i i grew up and i i created my small family i wanted to recreate that i wanted dinner time to be a time where we all sat by the table and we went through our day just like we did when i was growing up So when my my daughter resisted coming to the dinner table I internalized it as a personal failure as a mother assuming that good parents have their children willingly come to the table eat their dinner without complaining However I have come to realize that dinner does not have to be the highlight of the day In my mom's home my mother's home it was the highlight of the day and that's fine i have learned to identify and appreciate other meaningful moments throughout the day and we have very many good moments in the evening that do not have to do anything with dinner my job my day job is i work as an oncology nurse and i have encountered many patients who share that they never dinner people This is actually what prompted me to consider that perhaps my child might fall in the same category. So coaching helped me make the conscious decision to stop engaging in dinner related arguments with my child. Instead, I simply serve dinner and extend an invitation for her to join us at the table, leaving the choice in her hands. 
it did not feel good in the start, like I said, like I thought I was failing, like there's something wrong with me, why can't she come on to the table? But coaching helped me shift my thinking towards this. Coaching helped me approach this in a way that is more relaxed. And our dinner times are very relaxed now, which has helped me see because I took the focus from dinner time. I was able to find other times during the day when we can have our highlight and our quote-unquote cherished moments. Occasionally, my daughter chooses to have dinner. And while her eating habits have remained the same, my approach changed. I changed. There is so much peace around our dinner table now that we are not exchanging words. I'm not dragging her to the table. I'm not threatening her to come to the table. I just let her be. I changed and she remained the same. And she occasionally comes and she'll take a bite or two and she'll leave. I just had to see things. And I think I, I was just not listening because a few times she told me, like, I, I didn't like dinner food. Like, like, I don't like dinner food. But because I was so stuck up on what I wanted, I was so stuck up on my belief that successful parents have their children by the table, by the dinner time. I did not even hear what she was saying. So, in conclusion, motherhood is a journey of constant learning. A delicate dance between our protective instincts and our preteen's quest for their natural independence. Natural, innate, God-given independence. We don't have to be too hard on ourselves when our kids question our beliefs, our principles, our values. They are just having opinions like we do. You know, everybody has an opinion. I have an opinion. You have an opinion. The neighbor has opinions. So do our kids. They are small people with brains, human brains and thoughts and stuff. And they have opinions. Thank you so much for listening today. Talk to you again next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Your time means the world to us. If you found this episode valuable, we would be immensely grateful if you could spare a moment to visit Apple Podcasts and share your thoughts through a review. Your feedback plays a vital role in helping fellow moms discover our podcast and enrich their own motherhood experiences. Take care. And bye for now.